Hello, everybody. Uh, this episode is, um, you know, I try and, I'm trying not to beat the dead horse too often, but there's a few things that I bring back up when I find something new and interesting. Uh, perhaps it's even just a connection to something else. And this is kind of a, a wrap-up of several thoughts. In fact, this one kind of gave me a headache because there's so much other supporting document that I could read from or, you know, speak about. So it's kind of hard to filter through. But this episode is going to be about the actual Marxist effort to put America through hell because they got caught rigging the game in 16. And when you get caught doing something super, super, super serious, you don't confess, you don't let anything change because what they would end up losing are the tools the tactics, the weapons, we would prevent them from being able to do it. So what they did was they doubled down and rigged the election. And I'll kind of point to a few things because it's exactly, you know, do you remember when they said that the um, Russia hoax or the, the hacking and this has all the, the markings of a, a GRU, a Russian, uh, you know, of Moscow's fingerprints are all over it? Well, this has... The, the election has all the same fingerprints as the, the number of things that I'm, we're going to list in just a little bit here. But let's start out with this uh, juicy tidbit. I don't think I've ever mentioned this before. Uh, I have mentioned that the current NSA director, Jake Sullivan, was the actual author, and he's the man who pitched the Russia hoax in the first place. Um, and it, to some people may seem like that's the horse that I keep beating, but if we, if it doesn't, if it is, if it is insignificant and has no meaning to you, then I guess you don't understand what the detriment could be to leaving the FBI operate as it has been and as it is, leaving them alone, because the there's some serious shit that happened there. So Jake Sullivan pitched it. And then the interesting part is we know through Brendan's handwritten notes that Hillary actually cleared it with Putin before giving the intelligence community uh, the green light to begin their targeting of Trump's people. So Marxists put America through hell, and they're not done yet. So let's, let's get a little bit of the timeline thing going here. Okay, so we know that Jake Sullivan, because the FBI actually has a thing called the vault or something, and they have some crappy redacted stuff there. But there's enough on their server with the FOIA to put together some interesting things. Um, Jake wrote the plan and pitched it to Hillary. She proceeded with it. And, but you'll see things in this FBI vault on HRC where they actually doing the mid-year exam and things. Um, so you can see that they were actually working on, or at least collecting and destroying, the um, emails that they were concerned with because they, you know, there were some national secrets and stuff in there. There were 32 top secret and 24 or more special access program emails. Those are the really, really serious ones that are top secret, plus they have special other um, uh, protocols you're supposed to follow. Um, but they didn't take action against Hillary, right? In fact, they didn't even say anything about it. 
they were forced to release some of the information after it didn't really matter anymore. So Jake Sullivan's reward is that uh, he gets to be the national security advisor to President Slosif by Bryben. I'm not making it up. So Jake Sullivan is actually holding the job that his plan removed General Michael Flynn from, and then General Flynn's life was destroyed by that douchebag Emmett Sullivan. No relation. Uh, Jake Sullivan is pigment and melanin challenged. So, and these these are historical facts because they were Brennan's handwritten July 28, 2016 handwritten notes. And it is the same note that was used to brief Obama, uh, who denied knowing a damn thing about it. So the FBI has that, like I mentioned, in their file vault. It's an 80-page file document. It's a one big cluster. Um, and it's available to the public. And it's also, you know, where you can go see, well, we just swept Hillary's crime ring under the rug. Um, I believe that one of the documents originally was uh, dated from June 27, 2016, and I think that's when they were working on Hillary's, uh, stop making Hillary's problems go away. The um, here's, probably the, here's probably a better, a brief of the timeline. Solomon pitched to Hillary, Hillary approved it and ran it past Putin, who said, hey, I got no problem with that. Putin, Vladimir, knowing full well that's going to just... There was already talk in the media about Trump, and he knew whatever was, it would it would destroy, be destructive to the U.S. So he, you know, he didn't care because it would harm, cause chaos over here. So uh, once you got uh, Putin's green light, they picked... Uh, special sauce agent Peter Strzok at the FBI to handle everything because he was already, he's like the omnipresent dude, right? He did this, he did that, he did this. The FBI had one agent, super special sauce agent Peter Strzok. I mean, it's probably Lisa Page's nickname for him, by the way. Um, there's other interesting things you'll find in that 80-pager in the FBI vault. First, Ben Rhodes and Jake Sullivan, Ben Rhodes, the fiction writer guy, um, and Jake Sullivan giggle like school birds schoolgirls about deliberately lying to Fox News during the Obama years, which is why then the rest of the media can kind of attack and mock the stories when they're off a bit. And uh, why is everything about lying with Marxists? Just, you know, why? Uh, another interesting tidbit, Kirsten Powers is inside their little circle. She was the inside liar at Fox. Uh, she has special, special connections to these lunatics. When I say bold statements like when violence visits these people, I won't shed any tears. And that's exactly, this is exactly what I'm talking about. When enough people have had enough, something's going to erupt because this Marxist bullshit's got to stop. And people know, people are starting to suspect. They're, they're seeing through the curtain. Um, the garbage we've been put through is what, is what these people have done to us. And we can thank them for it. They were in on this. So... And we waited all this time to find out the intelligence community knew Russia was Hillary's plan on day one. And the FBI, as usual, buries exculpatory evidence um, that would have stopped a normal investigation in its tracks. And here's the insanity. They weren't just investigating any old regular Joe. They were investigating not just a person, they were investigating the president of the United States. And 
that's why I am convinced, you know, there's that 50-50. You either believe that 200 FBI agents and DOJ people were in, incompetent, that their systems that they conduct their investigations are um, so lousy, they're fail-safes, or you believe that there was a, a criminal conspiracy. And I lean towards a criminal conspiracy because 200 people, if you did the math, statistically speaking, the odds of any files passing through 200 sets of hands and you know 200 pairs of eyes um, is one in 6.22 times 10 to the 61st first power. So that's a lot of zeros at the end. It's like the same likelihood of you being struck by lightning every second for two years or something. So, yeah, that's not really very possible. So it's actually quite strange that John Brennan knew that Hillary had permission from Putin to run that hoax. Um, remember about that time the DNC leak was pinned on Trump too, and Jake Sullivan was extremely vocal in the media about it. Um, my thing is, my belief is that the Iwan brothers, who'd recently been ousted, probably sold access to DNC, DNC's system to Putin. Remember the IT guys that were never, they never had a background investigation done on? Right. You hire criminals to do criminal shit, and that's what the Democrats are good for. Um, remember, this is all under the cloud of if you want to destroy someone and look like a hero, you make the world hate him. They'll thank you for doing them a favor. And I have a feeling that there weren't as many Trump haters out there early on as the media pretended because they can project like, hey, this is a majority. 98% of all Americans, 140% of all Americans hate Donald Trump. Um, and I hope, really hope that's the case because it used to be, I haven't even tried lately, uh, you could ask just about anyone like what lies aggravated them that the Trump is accused of saying or what actions he took. And most of the time, they really can't name a valid reasons, which means at that point, the person just finds hating people to be fun. And that's not cool. That's not a good sign. Demoralized, um, demoralized people, right? So why do we keep falling for the same stupid pet tricks? You can bet your ass uh, every time the FBI and DOJ whip up a batch of prosecutorial misconduct, like, uh, like what happened to General Flynn, you'll have Judge Emmett Sullivan there. You've heard me speak about that guy. What a douchebag. The man is always there when there's a high-profile hit, political hit. And you think we, at some point, some people just start asking questions like that to administration because um, the thing about the FBI and DOJ being corrupt or incompetent, you, you really think the Biden administration, Biden administration, would say, you know, we need to overhaul this. Because there's no third option here for how the Russia hoax went on and kind of evaporated overnight. That's why I keep bringing that up. They're pretending like the FBI is competent and, or has integrity. One of those two qualities is absent. Wholly, entirely absent. Uh, what else can we move on to? Well, this is what I was talking about when they say they, after they got caught, they doubled down. Uh, and in, when it comes to the election, they cheated more than one state this time around because, you know, we've had these little skirmishes about uh, uh, challenged elections and such. But um, 
what we're told now and why it's like I say it's the same pattern if it's the same mold is the Trump lawsuits may have had merit now what happened in Georgia um, Trump lawyers uh, made their allegations and stuff and they pointed out some number of things but they were not allowed to actually I don't think any of the, these ever actually met any kind of court so there was never ever any never evidence review uh, in Georgia alone they found 92 I'm gonna read this list off here and there's quite a few uh, weirdnesses 92 mail-in ballots that were cast and counted before the voters even asked for them 217 voters whose mail-in ballots were applied for issued and received all on the same day and they were mailed 395 out-of-state voters I know you're saying hey this is hardly enough votes but then there were 1043 people who claimed to live in post office boxes 2560 ineligible felons we're getting places 10,315 dead people 66,247 voters under the age of 18 and 305,701 voters who requested absentee ballots after the deadline and these were probably the ones that they'd like to count like days after this is why I say the federalized elections were all were screwed I mean I don't care who you believe in at some point you're gonna have an infiltrator infiltrate the infiltrators Marxists are gonna top up by I don't know what um, all of those numbers you add them up clearly they're close to 400,000 Joe Biden won Georgia by fewer than 12,000 votes I don't know where it stands if they updated things because they they just changed numbers but again it's the they changed laws they changed this the wrong people did this um, they lie they start talking about voter suppression when really there's nothing about that is voter it's election security and um, the problem we had is the lawyers did some shitty work on the cases and there's a few theories and there's a few plausible type explanations behind that we've seen how many times have we seen people who were supposed to be loyalists to Trump or to anybody suddenly uh, any Republican I should say suddenly do an about-face drop drop something do a horrible job that's just so out of character um, who talked to them what happened you know uh, but the, the fact that these judges the, the judges refused to see and the lawyers did some shitty work that doesn't make the evidence baseless but the, the media just has to have that talking point of everything's baseless well um, the numbers there uh, aren't exactly baseless but the judges don't want to see it okay now because the Democrat judges were that were selected to do this they shut cases down right away in fact some of them canceled hearings and then just said they weren't going to hear it and then a media picks up and says hey see there's nothing there that's not the truth that's not the case and then there's the uh, conservative judges and they agreed um, that they would try to do something but between the December 8th and December 14th window there's not enough time to hear any kind of case so they kind of lost heart in it uh, you know we're, we're we're told that we're supposed to trust the science in just about everything and the other kind of the other lie pattern nonsense disruptive I don't know what you'd want to call it the other distraction that's um, part of this Marxist crappy plan is the whole racist policing racist country racist infrastructure restorative justice whatever you want to call it uh, but the but the big thing has been the riots the burning of cities 
um, and the police, the thought that the police are targeting unarmed black men, especially black, black men, right? Now, there are some of the studies out there uh, would show you that that's exactly wrong. Um, there, were, I think it was 2000, 2016, Obama asked... Um, police departments to reduce their standards, lower their standards to increase racial racial participation, diversify a bit. Uh, the problem is that kind of got out of control. And by 2018, the hiring standards got rid of things like written exams, and you no longer had to be felony free. So homeboy can get out of prison, um, be recruited, affiliated with a gang and then become a badged licensed armed police officer right okay so some of these studies uh one of them i believe here is michigan state university and university of maryland college park created a database and this is what they're talking about incidents they used the shooting 917 officer involved fatal shootings in 2015 and they involved more than 650 police departments 55% of the victims were white, 27% were black, 19% were Hispanic. Now, 90 to 95% of the civilians shot by those officers uh, in 15 were attacking police or citizens. 90, so 90% were armed with a weapon. Uh, the so-called threat misperception shootings, when the cop thinks somebody's armed or uh, they're actually holding a cell phone or something, uh, they mistake it for a gun. Those are incredibly rare. I'm sure that won't stop people from lying about it. So uh, within that effort that I was speaking of to increase minority uh, representation, um, the, the studies that we came up with, and this is through the National Academy of Sciences, um, studied, they said white officers are not responsible for those disparities. Black crime rates are, it's actually a violent crime, right? And people have a hard time thinking, well, you play with fire, you're going to get burned. Well, it's the same thing with crime. Um, the problem that they had was, um, and they don't, this is why you don't really, we won't ever hear the results of the science. They just need to talk about something else. Uh, black officers are 67% more likely than white officers to mistakenly shoot an unarmed black suspect. And Hispanic officers were 145% more likely than white officers to mistakenly shoot an unarmed black, unarmed black suspect. Uh, and they're not really sure if any kind of hiring standards became part of the, the process. But I do believe that that is a 2015 Justice Department study. And it kind of predates the, the lowering of the bar or the taking away of the bar, I guess you could say. Um, what else do we have? Perception. Um, I think perception is, is bigger. Is more, it has a greater impact than, than ever before. Uh, and here's how the perception and hate influenced the 2020 election. The Yeah, and Pennsylvania is a state where the judge canceled the hearing at which the evidence would have been produced. And don't forget, Pennsylvania is a state where the attorney general said before the election that Donald Trump's going to win because we're going to count everything, which means count the illegal stuff. Uh, after changing the law, the people who can't change the law change the law, election laws. So the left hasn't had evidence to really back anything up. Have they been right about anything? No, I, not that I can really think of anything substantial. They've been wrong, and they just move on to the next line. Um, but what they have is control of the process to prove things that have transpired. 
And that's important. Then the media runs with the evidence was fake. Like everything else. Everything else they've had is wrong. Why would this be any different? This is identical to every other stunt the left has pulled, but somehow noticing there's a pattern regarding the election, and the election falls into that, is somehow taboo, forbidden, right? So what would have happened if the Attorney General in a Republican state claimed Trump was going to win before the election? Would people cheer? Would they cheered the fact that they said they already said, they already call, called Biden the victor before the election, basically. Uh, and I'm ref- what I'm referring to is kind of a photo op of people cheering it on because who knows how many people are actually involved in putting that information out there, that image that we etch in our brains. It's all about perception, and most Americans were either misinformed or stopped caring. Nobody finds it odds that all, odd that all the states with outside influence and unconstitutional constitutional laws uh, changes to those laws uh, that stop counting and such, you know, found Trump losing after the they resumed. You know, I listened to a Stephen Crowder, Laudable Crowder, episode a while back, and I think I've mentioned this. He actually sent people to go verify some of those questionable votes, and all of them were fraud. And then the Nevada uh, Secretary of State, I believe it was, or I don't know if they have a different department that's there, I don't recall. Uh, they actually changed the database a few more times to, the, you know, the shell and nut game or whatever they call it, to make it hard to say, hey, something happened. It's a little bit weird. Uh, so do, I, because my question would be, do people actually move two or three times a week and update their voter information minutes after they move into their new home? Probably not. But I'm glad the, um, here's, here's, here's one silver lining. I'm glad these lefties did not accuse libertarians and Republicans are doing something because uh, between the jack boots and the media, they would have probably believed it. It's all about having an army to do to fill in some blanks, make it more realistic. It's like a the, it's like a a dinner play. Um, so the summer of 2020 was the free license to riot, backed by the Democrats and those bail-you-off funds. Did you know that some people were arrested two or three times in one day? for assault at those events, catch and release. You get to leave if you only rape one woman or kill one white person. One of each, maybe? So all of these tactics broke the American spirit. Uh, Now, that whole hire from the bottom thing with the police, these are the cities that we're having problems in. Baltimore. So they lowered the standards And the composition of the police force itself changes. Now, that's just a soft step, right? Um, but what's happening now is uh, Slosif Bribin's criminal justice plan would require the police departments to hire uh, and have the police force itself mirror the racial diversity of the local community um, as a precondition to them acquiring federal funding. Nah, the, we've, I've talked about the problem with that before. Uh, who's going to join the police in their community when they know guys they grew up with are actually targeting them for assassination? Kind of hard to, kind of hard to pitch that, right? So, the uh, I mentioned the National Academy of Sciences tried to get rid of the Democrat narrative um, about race and police shootings because white officers are no more likely to shoot black civilians than his blacks or Hispanic officers. 
it is that violent crime rate that determines the number of shootings, not the race of the officer. The more frequently an officer encounters a violent suspect from any racial group, the greater chances the members of that racial group will be shot at some point. Uh, and if you t take into account if there is a bias uh, and you look at crime rates and such, once you take that into account, um, whites are less likely to shoot. But let's not talk about that. Because we never know how white people wake up in the morning and what they're thinking is with their cops. But in this day and age, we are allowed to presume what somebody else's motives, intentions, thoughts, dreams, desires, hates, and such are. In fact, let's listen to King James, LeBron, speak about feelings. You don't know if he had an argument at home with a significant other. You know, if one of his kids said something crazy to him and he left the house steaming. Maybe he just left the house saying that today is going to be the end for one of these black people. That's what it feels like. You have no idea how that cop that day left the house. You don't know if he walked on the good side of the bed. You don't know if he walked on the wrong side of the bed. But I'm assuming that uh, King James knows that hardcore drug users wake up bright and fresh with a clear mind, right? And I'm sure all of the repeat violent offenders say, today's the day I go straight. Today's the day I give back something positive to society. I'm guessing no. It's just, you know, it's just a guess. And I'd like to close on my favorite thought, uh, secession of red states and counties, because it appears that everything short of that is going to fail. And um, I was talking to some friends, some acquaintances, recently just kind of uh, fishing the idea with them about that just to see what they thought drawbacks or issues would be see how what their immediate reaction was most thought that it would agree that it seems like the country is so far gone nothing else is going to fix it because the people who are in charge the people who are telling us what's happening the lying news they're full of shit and you can prove it just by paying attention it's that's a pretty low bar um, and the reason why I say nothing short of secession will work because they're going to start enforcing anything normal, any of the normal avenues that we pursue in this country. And um, the, the biggest um, argument against doing that, promoting that, was that somebody said, well, isn't that civil war? No, actually, it's not. Uh, actually, this should be done in such a way that we would like to peacefully do our own thing because you Marxists are idiots and we know you're crooked, you go ahead and crooked with your own people. If we detach, they cannot crooked us. So, uh, and if that causes them to start a civil war, then it's completely on them. That's the important message there. Um, and the reason why I say the other things are failing is the left won the street court victory because of things like uh, idiotic Q, QAnon stuff. That skewed the perception of majority minority in this country and i'm sure there's much bigger center than we ever really speak of i'm talking to you too um you're free to take things you like and ignore things you don't but i'm sticking with because at this point i'm sticking with q as being that big psyop because it has all the markings of one is that was that clapper uh conservatives and libertarians should have responded to marxism with equal force just like the riots, um, that was kind of dumb that there was nothing stopping that. 
uh, that's probably what they wanted, but it also just proves the fact that, uh, you know, middle-class white people are violent and hate blacks because we just kind of sat back and let things happen. That was the opportunity for what they accuse us of, of becoming, you know, uh, be, being on the front page of papers and and on news segments. But it didn't happen, did it? So um, Q told us to sit back and wait for a mysterious force to swoop in and fix everything. Because, And I said it before, the foil to that was to hold that up against the Lincoln Project asshats. Those guys were, those guys are idiots, complete idiots. Uh, Rick Wilson, I think, is in there. But they were trying to, you know, hit us from both sides, and it kind of worked. But I really think that the Q message did appeal to the hopeful, peaceful nature of most Americans, reasonable Americans. Uh, so I guess, I, you know, I really can't knock that. But um, to pretend like, how did we get here and you have no idea, that's kind of, it, it's inaction that caused it. Letting the other side pretend to be, you know, tired of reading about suicide by cop, the things that I've been talking about with the police, that's taken a huge chunk of our media time. Uh, but they take those suicide by cop stories and decide to lie and reframe them as what LeBron said, how many white cops wake up today and say, I'm going to kill me a black man today. Um, uh, who else could say something like that? I mean, I, I think an, uh, uh, an elected official picked up around with it too, but I mean, what white person could say something? Uh, and those people aren't doing anything to make their, the black cities, inner cities any safer, so it's all misguided bullshit. And don't tell me we're all the same when I know of zero white people who would tolerate the type of crime that happens in Chicago or Baltimore. Uh, they would be jumping up and down about that. So we need to realize the election fraud was like the race riot fraud, was like the Russia hoax fraud, was like the fake impeachments fraud. We're dealing with repeat offenders in the federal government. And who is investigating the Capitol Hill not armed insurrection? Same FBI that knew the Russia hoax was one of their own crimes. Same FBI that didn't think Muslim visa students learning how to fly, but completely disinterested in takeoffs and landings wasn't a big deal after receiving multiple calls. It's that same FBI. I think the first thing to do against this Biden administration is to get in their faces about this FBI thing. It was either collusion or seditious conspiracy or gra gross incompetence. And there's a way you can corner somebody on that. But there's no third. There's no third option on this. Nothing else can explain it. And we deserve an answer because this FBI and the DOJ are still out there with the ability to do what they've been doing for a few decades now. Pick who gets to, be, gets to keep their freedom and who gets locked up for their ideology, position, whatever. If they're in the way and they're a growing threat, they will remove that person or that group. And until this is, this conversation should displace a number of other things. I really think that's the first push. You get back at these guys because of what they did and they watched the country burn. That's all for today. Well, maybe I'll set up a short episode later. Take care, everybody. God bless.